2: Bright and early Saturday morning, number 7 LSU on the road in Fayetteville, Arkansas, to battle the Arkansas Razorbacks. I'm Christian Garrick. We're joined now by Trey Biddy, publisher of Hogsports.com. Trey, uh, welcome to the show. We appreciate the time. Good to be on with you guys. Thanks for having me. What happened last week in Lib- with the Liberty game? Y'all don't have the answers for that?
3: <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think that Arkansas played about as, as poorly as they possibly could. K.J. Jefferson was out of practice for a substantial bit of time and um yeah, i think it showed i think he was really out of sync they probably should have gone with malik hornsby at quarterback in fact talking to Jaden hazelwood after the game their top wide receiver he didn't know who was going to start going into the game uh but that's really none of that's any excuse for how poorly the offensive line played i mean this is regarded as one of the best offensive lines in the country and um uh, Liberty gave them all they won. I mean, they just could not seem to stop them, especially in the run game. I mean, you start out with nine carries for minus 16 yards. Nobody would have projected that. So uh, I think they came into the game thinking they just had to roll their helmets out, and that would have been enough, and it wasn't. Liberty's got a good team now from a talent perspective. They're outmatched by Arkansas, but there's a lot of other things, the system, the culture, all of that. And they came in jacked up, ready to go. And I thought Arkansas looked a little subdued on the on the sidelines starting out. And it's not the first time that Arkansas has started slow this season, Uh, so they've got to get a lot of stuff corrected before number seven LSU comes to town.
2: What is KJ Jefferson's status for this week?
3: He's been limited, and you know Sam Pittman has been a little bit more coy about. His availability this week, I think maybe he's taken a little bit of a, a page from Hugh Freeze because Hugh Freeze, all the week before Arkansas played LSU or excuse me uh, Liberty, uh, he was saying you know his quarterback has the flu. Well, if you have the flu, you don't play on Saturday <laughs> unless it's like the flu bug, like the stomach bug that people would call a flu. And of course, the quarterback played, uh, so he's been a little more coy about KJ Jefferson's status. He, when I've been out there, we get a little bit of availability, like fifteen twenty minutes on Monday and Tuesday he has been out there practicing so uh that's probably a good sign that that he'll be out there but my thought is an unhealthy KJ Jefferson uh, you know with the the clavicle bruise it's just it gives him a lot of pain to throw uh, an unhealthy KJ Jefferson is not as good an option as a healthy Malik Hornsby
2: so you you figure we're going to see Hornsby
3: I think you could see both of them I think you could see both of them but I mean I say that like in the terms of the way KJ was You know, he was floating some balls up there. You know, if he's still – excuse me, Alexa, stop. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, If he – you know, he was fluttering some balls up there, and um, if if he's got some good velocity on the ball and he's able to go through practice throughout the week, then I think you absolutely go with KJ. But if he was in the state that he was in last week, then they should have gone with Hornsby.
2: What happened with the suspension of two defensive players? What led into that? Um, I don't
3: know all the details, but there was a disorderly conduct charge with both of them. Um, some people say they were getting in a fight with each other. The report that I read was that, you know, one of them was standing in the street on West Avenue, which is right by Dixon street. It's perpendicular to Dixon. I'm sure you guys are aware of that street. Uh, it's the strip. And this was after the game, which I don't know why you go out after you just lose the Liberty like you, like you did, but they did. And uh, one of them kind of, from the report I read, shugged off the, the police officer that was that was trying to escort him to the side of the road, and they pinned him down and, and charged him both with disorderly conduct.
2: Yeah, not wise. Not a good look.
3: No, not the smartest thing that you could do, no.
2: So what's the pulse of this, this Hogs team right now? Do they have a pulse? Are they, are they dead yeah. in the water? I don't know if I would
3: say they're dead in the water. I mean, they say the most Arkansas thing ever would be to Beat LSU after they lost the Liberty. Uh, they still got a lot of talent on this team. I mean, they played uh, a lot better. They they probably should be. I say they should be. They could be seven and two. Um, they not that they should be. They they could be, but they're not. Um, you know, the Texas A and M game I thought was a, you know, a, pr- a pretty negative point in time for Arkansas, especially. They were about to go up 21-7 on them. They had that fumble right at the goal line. K.J. Jefferson tries to jump from 12 feet out like he's Superman, extends the ball, fumbles it. They take it 97 yards the other way, miss the extra point. So it's a 13-point swing right there. And that was a moment that, to me, really changed the energy with this team. I thought they got it back a little bit against BYU, but I think they just thought they could roll their helmets out and, and beat Liberty, and that wasn't the case. I still think they've got a lot to play for. I think they'll they'll probably bounce back. I don't know if it'll be enough to beat LSU, but uh, I think they'll bounce back enough to, to take somebody, one of these three teams uh, that they've got remaining on their schedule. They've got two home games and a road trip to Missouri to get bowl eligible.
2: Has it been discussed or talked about within that locker room or within that program, just if you win, if you beat the LSU Tigers, then, man, I think that completely has a different – uh, feeling and taste in your mouth for arkansas really kind of no matter what happens because you would have ruined lsu's postseason mm-hmm. aspirations
3: oh yeah i mean there's definitely an aspect of that i mean this is a rivalry game no question about it it's the battle for the golden boot and arkansas went down there and and took it from them last year uh absolutely that's got to be i mean and, and plus i mean there's there's other underlying things here i mean brad davis the offensive line coach left Sam Pittman. Um, Brad Davis was Sam Pittman's protege, left him for Baton Rouge. Now he's a he's a Baton Rouge native, so that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Joe Fouché and Greg Brooks leaving like they did. And and I can understand, like, you know, a uh, uh, Landon Jackson or Dwight McLaughlin, you know, they, they're going through a coaching change. I can understand maybe a, a decision like that. But, you know, two starters leaving you like that and going to a rival team, uh, that's, that's got to provide a little bit of extra here because there's going to be a lot of people trying to prove that, Hey, you know, I made the right decision or you didn't make the right decision. And so,
2: um, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of aspects like that, uh, that are, uh, that are part of this game as well. Trey Biddy publisher of hogsports.com. Speaking of Sam Pittman, when they hired him, when Arkansas hired him, I really, I really like to hire. I'm a, I'm a Sam Pittman kind of fan. If you, you know, when you listen to him talk, he's a no nonsense guy. And look, I got a lot of respect for offensive linemen in general, and offensive line coaches. Mm-hmm. They're typically one of the some of the smarter guys on the field. Um, where is the patience level with the uh, the Razorbacks fan base in terms of where mm-hmm. the direct the, the direction of the program is headed?
3: It's amazing how fast people will turn on you, man. I mean, it's almost like uh, you catch your spouse cheating on you or something, the reaction with some of them. The things that they love about Sam Pittman are the things that they bring up as weaknesses, you know. Um, He's too laid back. He's too casual. He's this. He's that. He doesn't have enough experience versus previously. It's like he's an offensive line coach, but you don't need to be a coordinator to be a head coach, and uh, he's got the right attitude. He fits the culture and all this stuff. It's just it's amazing. It's just like that. It'll, it'll flip on you. And so there's, there's been a lot of negativity. I think there's, there's two sides there. There's, there's the group that you'll never get back. That'll never forgive you for losing a game like that. And there's another group that says, okay, never again though. And so the, the honeymoon or any grace, you know, it just, it just, you lose it so much just like that. And the only way to get it back is really to, to start winning again.
2: Trey, I know you cover Arkansas football, but I'm I know you you know the SEC as well. Um yep. what do you who do you think's gonna land that job in Auburn?
3: It's a great question. I mean Could there, it be Freeze you know, from the, Liberty? There's a there's always the talk about Freeze. You know, there's always a sense too, like you hear stuff behind closed doors that there's a like with Bobby Petrino, you know, the the thought was that he would land back in the SEC at some point, but everybody was like, Well, he's kind of been ball from the SEC, you know, like that's a that's a no-go. Um, Is Hugh, is Hugh Freeze in that same category? Is he balls from the SEC? Obviously, the guy can, you know, you can say what you want about him as a person. Same with Bobby Petrino. The guy knows how to coach football. I think for Hugh Freeze is definitely uh, a guy that you would look at. Coach Prime, maybe. I mean, I think that would be a guy that somebody's going to land and, and I think probably make a big splash. I also think that maybe he has his eye on the FSU job when that comes open eventually. I think it will uh, in the next couple of years. I think it will come open. So, you know, there's that aspect of it. But, yeah, I think Therese is, is absolutely somebody to to really watch in this. It'll
2: be fascinating to see. I think Auburn is what I understand, though, about Auburn is the athletic director wants to do one thing, the boosters want to do another. So there's really Thanks not Auburn. a commitment um, to the program. You said that's Auburn? That's Auburn. Yeah,
3: that's been Auburn ever since we've known them. I mean, I can go back to – I mean, they've had coaches that have – Bowden went undefeated there and later got fired. Tuberville went undefeated, later got fired. Chiswick went undefeated, had a national championship, got fired. A couple of years later, uh, you you fired Gus Malzahn to hire Brian Harson. I mean, it's just it's just very dysfunctional. They can't get out of their own way, and I get it at the same time. I mean, you're sandwiched right there between Alabama and Georgia, yeah. who are having a ton of success, and the fans want that same success, and they've, they've seen that they can reach a certain height. So they're extremely impatient, and uh, you kind of eat their own over there. Who you got Saturday? It would be the most Arkansas thing ever for Arkansas to win. I still think SEC home games mean something. Rivalry games mean something. Um, I think it's interesting. The line is at what three and a hook right now. I think maybe it's gone up. People are begging you to bet LSU. Um, I was talking to a, a book uh, in a guy who runs a book in Arkansas early. He said 78% of the money is on LSU right now. And that's because the the line. Why does, why does Vegas have the line so low? Because uh, everybody thinks it should be at least seven, maybe even 10 points. And I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm too close to the program or something. I, I could absolutely see Arkansas shocking the world. And I don't think that's the end for LSU because Ole Miss plays Alabama this weekend. Uh, Arkansas has to play Ole Miss also. I think LSU could drop this game even and um, and uh, and still win the West. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll pick that, 29-28. I'll, I'll go against the grain. Not Trey, that I feel confident at all about that.
2: <laughs> Trey, just, uh, you spoke to – Uh, The heart of it for me, it's three. We have it down at three uh, on on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, and I we did our pick six segment last night where we picked three college games, three pro games uh, against the Mm -hmm. spread, and I was like, man, I'd feel comfortable betting LSU to win by a touchdown or maybe even ten points. And maybe I'm too close to the LSU program. I don't know, but it just seems like man, LSU is peaking, and I I just think Mm -hmm. that you know they're they're a team that is feeling themselves. And look, you know, humble. Getting humbled is only uh, a game away in the SEC, so I guess, you know, it certainly can happen. Yeah. It can happen. The factors are, I mean, it's, it's an
3: 11 o'clock game. Yep. I've been to Death Valley at yep. night. Uh, you know, the chance of rain is never. I've been there. It's a fantastic environment. Um, I don't imagine there's a higher peak emotionally than playing Alabama at night in Death Valley. Uh, this is an 11 o'clock game in Fayetteville right after that game. And it's a rivalry game and Arkansas coming off their worst performance of the year, you know, so football's a funny game. It's used to know you should say that ball don't bounce straight up and down.
2: He he was right about that. And you're right. Trey Biddy publisher hogsports.com. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thanks guys. All right. We'll step away and wrap up sports talk next here on WWL.
0: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news,